Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rockin' good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Ryan. We're three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who've inspired us over the years. Today's Rocktail Hour is brought to you by utelconcerts.com, which is dedicated to spreading the love of live music. Check out utelconcerts.com where you can read and submit concert reviews, enter contests for free tickets, view concert photos, and see an extensive calendar of upcoming shows in the L.A. area. utelconcerts.com, because when you tell concerts, it's cooler. In today's Rocktail Hour, Ryan is going to bring us the story behind China Girl by David Bowie. Well, since you had never had any David Bowie, I thought it was time to put some David Bowie on here. Now, this isn't one you're going to find on Rolling Stone's top 500 rock songs or any songs of all time. <laughs> this probably maybe falls into a guilty pleasure category for, for me. <laughs> um, part of it is because this was my first exposure to David Bowie, at least this album, um, the Let's Dance album. It was released in 1983. Ryan, how old were you in 1983? I would have been, let's see, uh, 11 years old. Wow. Just so a kid. I'm not as old as you guys. <laughs> you were but, ancient. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You're kind of an old dude. But... I, I'm getting there. I'll be 40 this year, so that's that's old. But, um, yeah, I, I was just amazed when this album came out. I, I'm not even sure how I got a hold of it because, like I told you before, if it wasn't the Beach Boys or a musical, we weren't allowed to have it. So <laughs> I, I had the tape somehow. I'm not sure how I got it, but just fell in love with the album and fell in love with David Bowie. Um the production on on this this album is just fantastic. It's a lot, probably a lot poppier and more mainstream than other David Bowie stuff had been. Hence, it's you know his his best selling album of all time. I actually like Let's Dance a great deal, and and I would say no disrespect intended uh, that a David Bowie album is is very akin to musical theater. So you know what you're right. I yeah. think I think you're right. Well, especially if you've you know seen him act in you know movies like At Labyrinth and so forth. Mm-hmm. He's He's an amazing, talented guy, and uh, if there was any man I had a crush on in the world, I think it would be David Bowie. <laughs> Even now, I've been watching some some YouTube clips of him just from a few years ago. The man is still, I mean, he, he I don't know how he does it. He looks so young still. Yeah, a lot amazing. of charisma. Yeah. yeah. And it's unexplainable. Well, and he's so you know? tall, so, I yeah. mean, any weight he does put on is just evaporated into his long, lengthy frame. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> He was he was great. Speaking of movies, that David Bowie have been, and he was great in The Prestige. You know what? I don't think I've seen that. He was oh, in that. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's right. a one of Christopher Nolan's earlier movies. Um, you you got to check that oh, out. Oh yeah, and he had have to now. he didn't have a significant role, but it was a really good role. Played Tesla, huh? Yeah, Tesla. He was good. He was yeah, wow. Talented. He was quite yeah. good in that movie. As far as actor musicians, he puts uh, Sting to shame. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, but... not to go down a path that we're, we're that we're going down, but you know who is a really good actor is John Bon Jovi. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And, and a lot of women like him, and that helps oh, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, he was he was very good in U five seven one. You know, playing mm-hmm. on the on the um, submarine in World War Two. It was a great movie, and he was good. Yeah, yeah, he's also very talented. Um, I, I was gonna tell you about a little bit about the production of, of this album too though i think um part of the reason that this helped this this album escalated david bowie into more mainstream i would say is because of nile rogers if you're are you familiar with nile rogers and some of his work he's a very famous producer he worked with sister sledge diana ross debbie harry a lot of 80s bands in excess madonna duran duran i mean but he was on he produced madonna's uh, like a virgin album so i think the record company brought him in 
to really bring David Bowie up to a new echelon of, of, mm. of mainstream and, and record sales. Uh, Mick Jagger as well, B-52s, and even David Lee Roth. So like you mentioned, uh, Let's Dance, that was the title track of the album was his number one hit that he's had of all, you know, of his yeah. career. You know, along with Let's Dance being the number one selling, uh, you know, his number one single, top selling single for David Bowie, The Modern Love and China Girl both reached number two in the UK. So he wow. had three big hits off that album. That's amazing. So, and, um, you know, I listened to this album multiple times last night, just over and over again, somewhat accidentally. I left it on loop as I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up in the middle of the night and it was still playing through the album. But I found out something I didn't know. And maybe I want to know if you guys know, do you know who played guitar on the album? In the eighties, I don't know, but it won't surprise me um, because I think it might okay. surprise you. Um, I think I might have heard this before, um, but I don't know the answer. It was um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yes, oh, I wow. had heard yeah. that. Yeah, he, yeah, and he worked so as a session musician he, for a while. He did. That's and right. So it was somewhat. I guess it was before he became you know somewhat mm. famous or whatever. But you know, if you go back and listen to this album now, you'll hear there's some there's some great guitar work in these songs. Um, and, you know, somewhat bluesy and, you know, that Texas blues style that, yeah. that Stevie Ray Vaughan's famous for. Mm -hmm. So, and like I said, I'm not sure if this was before he was really, had, you know, had a mainstream popularity or not, or, you know, as far as Stevie Ray Vaughan. But regardless, he contributed to this album. And yeah. I think it really made quite a difference. And mm -hmm. Nile Rodgers, I'm sure, brought him in for that very reason. You know, China Girl was written, was co-written by David Bowie and another famous um, singer-songwriter, I guess you could call him, Iggy Pop. Oh, no, cool. I, I another little fact I did not know. Um, this actually was written by David Bowie and, and Iggy Pop um, when they were in Berlin back in the late seventies. You know, it appeared on uh, Iggy Pop's album "The Idiot" nineteen seventy seven, and the version is quite different. Um, you know, Iggy Pop is not quite the singer or um, you know the personality that David Bowie is. Nowhere near. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you listen to that the old Iggy Pop version, it, it's almost night and day compare comparison. But you take away that flashy name and. What is he really? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it wasn't even widely known as an Iggy Pop song. I mean, people didn't recognize it as an Iggy Pop song when it was released uh, by him. It, so it wasn't until it was on the Let's Dance album that it became more widely known. So there was a... So is it then officially considered a cover? No, because it was co-written. Oh, They okay. wrote it together yeah, in, in Berlin. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Paul Trinka, he, he's the author of David Bowie's biography, Starman. He claims that the song was inspired by Iggy Pop's infatuation with, now I'm going to butcher these names, Kulan Nguyen, uh, a beautiful Vietnamese woman. Um, the song was also inspired by Bowie when he was in Sydney, Australia during 1973, where he met Penny Nig, I guess you would say, uh, a beautiful westernized Chinese girl. So both both Iggy Pop and, um, and David Bowie both fell in love with Asian women, and hence this song was born. Oh, <laughs> so, interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in the UK, it was it reached number two, and it was only kept from um, reaching the number one spot by a police song, "Every Breath Every Breath You Take." Oh, yeah. So, a... so they came out about the same song at time, and you know that's a that's a classic song too. So, um, in the US, it, it only reached to number ten. So there's actually a lot of controversy or disagreement about what this song really means. I guess no one really knows for sure, but in this song, uh, David Bowie sings about the China girl and saying he's going to destroy her culture by imparting Western values of materialism and superficial beauty. You know, it, some of the, the lyrics say, uh, my little China girl, you shouldn't mess with me. I'll give you television. I'll give you eyes of blue. I'll give you a man who wants to rule the world. Um, <laughs> That's pretty insightful. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And I, actually, I was kind of wondering if, Tim, you spent some time in Japan 
a lot of what I read about this, about this song is, is the kind of Americanization of, you know, of other foreign countries. And just kind of wonder if you had any insight into that. It's been a long time since I've been in Japan and it would have been about this same time. Uh, but it's interesting in Japan that they've definitely embraced Western culture, but there is no question that their culture is, is the, the foundation of their country. And although they've embraced Western ways, um, even the young people when I lived there in, in the mid-80s um, could enjoy uh, Western music, Western movies, even to a, a certain extent adopt Westernized clothing. But it, to me, it wasn't full-on Westernized clothing. It still had um, an Asian feel to it, and it seemed like that they had adopted Western styles, but they had adapted them to to still remain sort of true to their mm. own culture. Now, that doesn't mean that they that things looked a, a lot different, but they did. It, they had a very distinct difference between what uh, what I was used to in America, and and even you know jeans or uh, t-shirts and things like that still had um, their own uniqueness to them. Yeah, thanks, Tim. I, I knew you'd have some insight there. I was kind of curious to see what you'd say about that. Um, the second song, meaning maybe Treg can give us some uh, some advice on, because it's about heroin. <laughs> um, it, it's all, yeah, it's, isn't that the, the, the female in a play that? Uh, you right, know, oh, right, oh, right, yeah, right, the yeah, right. The heroin. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's often argued about this song that the second possible meaning is that the the song is about heroin addiction, as the words China White, which are used in this in the song. Um, is slang for the drug heroin. So, you know, as I read, David Bowie and, and um, Iggy Pop made no, they didn't hide the secret that they were they were doing heroin in the late 70s when they wrote this song in Berlin. So, you know, take it as you, as you will. But uh, let me read some of the lyrics it says to see what you think about this. So we go from, you know, being a love song about a China girl to this. It says, I could escape this feeling with my China girl. I feel a wreck with my little China girl. I hear a heart beating loud as thunder, saw the stars crashing. I'm a mess without my little China girl. Wake up in the morning, where's my little China girl? So take it as you will, but yeah, it's an interesting right. song either way. Sounds um, like it could be a trip, huh? And then David yeah. Bowie goes on to say, let her out and let her in. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, I hope that it... it I hope it's not about heroin. And Me not too. because I, I care one way or the other if a rock star wants to write about drugs. But that's so unoriginal. Yes. And and if it's really more about, hey, China girl, I love you, and I, I don't want Western influences to overtake your culture, to me that's far more original and more interesting. Yeah. But well, either way, it's a great song. It is a great song. And I'm going to go with what the way he represented it in the music video, which is uh, David Bowie running through the streets of Sydney chasing a beautiful Chinese girl. There you go. And that we'll leave it at that. But, yeah, yeah that's all I have for this China Girl by David Bowie. Well, thanks, Ryan. That was a great story behind uh, one of David Bowie's great songs. Uh, to our listeners, please email us at dudesatrocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong, or if you'd like to make a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for the Rocktail Hour. If you think we're lame, well, please just keep that to yourself. Also, you can like us on our Facebook page, and you can follow us on Twitter. Also, if you have some time, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave comments and rate us on iTunes. Yeah, that would be very helpful for us to uh, reach an expanded audience and to be able to continue to provide these uh, great stories. Uh, otherwise, until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on. <laughs>